Welcome into another Red Out podcast. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, tonight we are back. We are talking Western. We're talking some little Super Bowl uh, recap and a lot more. Hang, hang out with us here. Hey, how about them tops, son? Oh, okay. SEC boys. SEC. They both be SEC. You're listening to the Red Out podcast. Thank you guys for joining us again tonight. Jared, it's good to have you back, buddy. Yeah, it's good to be back. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Um, so a little recap, I guess, pre-winner loser talk. Um, and before we get a word from our sponsor, um, my daughter had a Valentine's Day party the Friday before last. Um, and everything was fine. Everything hunky-dory. Get home Saturday. We're home playing with her and she starts having a cough. Okay, whatever. She starts having a runny nose and all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden I start feeling ill. And by Monday morning, it was like, I need to go to the doctor. So we end up taking both of us to the doctor. We had fevers, cough, you know, and of course I started having a little sore throat. By uh, I tested negative for COVID, negative for flu. And the nurse comes back and goes, hey, do you, you said you had a little sore throat. And I was like, yeah, you know, just a tickle right now. And uh, she's like, well, let me check. Runs it. She goes, you're positive for strep. Checks the little one. She's positive for strep. Uh, so Tuesday night is when my strep kicked in, and it was awful. I couldn't talk. Wednesday I came in. Uh, I was going to go to work, and I had a fever still, so I couldn't talk. I lost my voice. It was like a mix of, like, teenage kid with, you know, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, you know. We've done some crazy stuff on this podcast with Abby throwing stuff, but I just couldn't do it. But um, okay, so let's get a word from our for the episode sponsor. I am not ashamed to admit in the past I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right. Thank you, BetterHelp. We appreciate it. Um, can you hear me okay, Jared? Yeah, you sound good. Okay. My mic said it was on zero, so I was like, uh, I guess he heard everything I just said. Wait, um, what did you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I might be hitting the mute button a little bit because I still have this cold that just won't quit. Um, yeah, I've it's had not COVID. Before. It's not very fun. It's just, it's the upper respiratory part of this that's just killing me. Um, you know, throat's not hurting or anything. You know, I just have the drainage that causes it every now and then. But anyway, uh, winners and losers. Uh, I guess the biggest one we need to talk about first is the Cincinnati Bengals. Honestly, I was really pulling for them. Made it, yeah. I was really pulling for them, but I mean, it sounds bad, but I mean, like the Rams are just a throwback team. Yeah, like everybody on that team is 
somebody that wasn't really a superstar, what, seven or eight years ago, that was like mediocre fantasy player. But like now they're doing awesome. And I mean, all the, the you know, the stories I'm hearing from the Rams and with uh, what Whitworth, mm-hmm. um, you know, Stafford's wife had some kind of issues I, I saw on social media. Um, so, you know, they didn't know how well she was going to be. I mean, just like all these stories. And I'm like, man, it's, I was like, I'm still cheering for Cincy because we're local, but man, it is hard not to want to cheer for the Rams in this. Yeah. I mean, uh, Cincinnati fans should be thankful they were even there. I mean, after looking at how they were the season before, I don't think anyone expected them to go to a Super Bowl the next year. So they have a good foundation to work on. They just need more of an offensive line for Burrow. And I think they can be a contender each year, honestly. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. I think they can. I think they'll be knocking on the door about every year uh, from here on out, easily. Hello, Abby. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, I just want to say I've seen a lot of memes about it, and you know, if you like the halftime show or didn't, it's whatever. I don't care. Um, but like Fifty Cent, was he like hanging out like the entire time before his part? Uh, or 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 did he like run up there and then do like a pull up, throw his legs up, and then hang down whenever it was? His I would part. assume that. <laughs> I don't think he would want to hang upside down. Like part of me is like part of me is seriously hoping he was hanging upside down though. <laughs> At least he committed to it, just like the music video for in the club back in the day. Well, okay. Not making fun of his weight or anything, but like literally, my wife and I are sitting there and we're like watching the halftime show, and. He comes down, and I was like, who is that? And she goes, is that 50 Cent? Oh, my God, it is 50. Yeah, that is 50. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I didn't even recognize him hanging upside down like that. It was just, it was wild. Yeah, and also there was video of Snoop Dogg hitting a blunt right before he went on, but I'm sure everyone was so shocked by that news. So shocked. Okay. You know, people could say what they want to, but Snoop Dogg is like Willie Nelson. Yeah. And if he, hey Abby, and if he did not hit a blunt before the show, I'd be really disappointed. It wouldn't be right. Yeah, exactly. No, it wouldn't be the same. I mean, you got to get that. I mean, if if Snoop Dogg's not hitting hitting the hitting the joint, hitting the blunt, whatever, before the show, you're getting like a watered down Snoop Dogg experience. Like it's not even enjoyable at that point, right? Honestly, it's like a G two Gatorade. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, I, that's just my opinion, but. I feel the same way. I'm not as big into rap and hip hop, but I still thought the halftime show was really, 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 really good. I thought it was entertaining. Um, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was entertaining, but <laughs> yeah, my wife's taking my daughter downstairs, so that's what all the noise is. Um, so, but anyway, she um, uh, it was entertaining. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, at least these are relevant people, right? Yeah, and also, I mean, at least I could, even though I don't actively listen to that style of music, I still remember a lot of those songs that were played and everything. Like, I had heard basically all of them before. Like, it was songs that people were familiar with. I mean, it's still not as good as Prince. I don't think anything will ever be as good as Prince was. That's just my opinion. But, I mean, as far as, like, how it fits NFL culture and kind of the base that they've always marketed towards, especially, like, all those millennials we were definitely hyped for that kind of music and something different than some boomer band that's not really fitting for football at all (laughs) personally like 
I just don't, I, I don't, I can't speak for you because I know you're a music guy, so you'll be into, you know, several different things. But, like, I just, I don't have an artist that I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do the Super Bowl. You know, I just don't, it, it just doesn't appeal to me. You know, I guess it's just, you know, there's some people I think would be pretty interesting to watch, but other, you know, it's nobody I'm excited about. I want to see Slipknot. I want to see Slipknot into Super Bowl. <laughs> I want to see Papa Roach. Here we go. Yeah, let's do, do mid 2000s <laughs> pop punk bands. That's what me and Fletcher were talking about. You yes. Love to see that. Yes, yes. I, I completely agree. Definitely need to see those. Um, so, uh, as far as the Super Bowl itself, um, were you really surprised, like the outcome? Um, I mean, it was close. It, it kind of fit into how all the other playoff games went. It was a very close game, came down to final drive, basically. Then Cincinnati, they went for it on fourth down. They were driving a little bit, but just weren't able to connect. And it, it just kind of ended up with the Rams running the clock out. But, I mean, that's two years in a row now that we've had uh, the team that was hosting the Super Bowl actually be in the Super Bowl and win. And that was something that hadn't happened for 55 years beforehand. So it's really interesting that that's kind of becoming the trend for the NFL now. And it's in Las Vegas next year, I think. So does that mean we're going to see the Raiders in the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. I'm, I, are we going to see the Raiders in the Super Bowl? Probably not. Um, so they're going to break be, the streak? It'll be a cold day, I'm going to say. How about that? Okay. <laughs> um, but as far as... Um, as far as you know, as far as uh, you know, the Super Bowl is concerned this year. Um, I was glad to see that it came down to the wire. You know, I mean, no joke. If Joe Burrow slipped away from Aaron Donald, you know, and got the pass off, converted, you know, they could have gotten close. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd have scored a touchdown. I don't know if they'd have had to kick a field goal. I don't remember actually what the score was at that point. It's been too long. But you know, if they scored again. I mean, that was really like one play away from, you know, that game being completely different. Um, and the, uh, like you said, the Rams ended up running the clock out. But, um, and it, I, I think it's funny it's going to be in Vegas next year. That is kind of funny to me. I mean, it would be nice to see the Raiders go, but <laughs> I, I don't think they'll make it. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But, I, will, I will say, though, as depressing as not having football is now, at least the first Sunday that we didn't have any football games was the Michigan and Wisconsin basketball game, and they ended up getting <laughs> in that scrum in the handshake line. So I'm, if that's how every game is going to be on Sundays, I can live with that. There's plenty of entertainment. That would, yeah. Hey, I'll take the violence from that. That's fine. Yeah, my father was telling me about that. And, of course, I was telling him about the Arkansas coach a couple weeks back when they beat Auburn. So, I mean – College basketball is really kicking it up this year. Yeah, I don't uh, know, but it was insane. Did you see that? I was watching it as it happened. I watched that whole game, basically. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I wasn't oh, paying attention, and then at the end of the game, I kind of look up, and I see the coaches in each other's faces. I'm like, oh, shoot. And then I see Juwan <laughs> Howard throw, like, an open-handed punch at the assistant coach. I'm just like, oh, shoot. Here we go. I, like, yeah, I did kind of randomly see that, and I was just like, what is going on with that? Um I saw it on a recap in a sports, uh, local sports news, and I was like, you know, like, what in the... And, of course, they just kind of blow, pushed through it and went on, and I was like, okay. Uh, but, yeah, um, wild stuff. Um, so, big thing to talk about tonight is 
Uh, last time we spoke, uh, Western had just ended the streak. Uh, they just beat or their uh, the slump, I should say. The slump had just ended. Uh, we had beaten uh, Charlotte, and I think maybe ODU. I'll have to check. Um, keep everybody updated here. Yeah, we beat Charlotte on the February third. We beat uh, ODU on February fifth. FAU on oh, and that was February tenth. So uh, that was the game that happened right after the show uh, aired. So, um, so we had a three-game streak there, and we beat UTSA. Uh, 7165 Southern Miss 8777 Charlotte 77 to 67 and Old Dominion 7364 um so i mean four more games uh Jared which ones have you seen and which ones do you want to comment on uh, so i was able to cover i think a couple of them uh i think it was the Charlotte game and whatever the most recent ones were like i actually had a weekend off so that was nice yeah the Old Dominion game i got to cover uh so I mean, wow, just, you got off. well, yeah, it's because I had to request off. I was doing a worship conference in Bowling Green, <laughs> but <laughs> <Makes sense. laughs> yeah, but it worked out really well. I mean, I don't think any of us would have seen this team winning seven games in a row after they were two and five, losing to MTSU the way that they did. So they have turned things around. They're second place in the East right now. Uh, they don't play tomorrow. Next game is against Middle again on Saturday, so that's going to be big. So I'm really hoping we can keep the win streak going. But my biggest concern is that the team spends all of this time clawing their way back and spend all of this energy and effort trying to get a first round by only to get in the conference tournament and be literally exhausted. I yeah. really hope that that doesn't happen, but this team is already thin enough as it is. I mean, we're still not entirely sure if Jairus Hamilton's going to be healthy enough. He hurt his knee last week. Uh, well, on Saturday against Old Dominion, so they're not entirely sure what his status is going to be. But you can't lose anybody if you're Rick Stansberry because, I mean, he doesn't play his bench much at all. I mean, I would assume that Anderson would become a starter in Hamilton's place if he can't play, and you might see a little bit of Cozart, maybe Brashear, and that's it. Maybe. Yeah, that's uh, that's that, that's that makes it rough right there. I mean, I just – I don't know. Injuries are always hard to predict, and, you know, you're just – the hard part for me is is Stans is typically not a seven, eight, nine-man bench. Yeah. So you just don't know how well the next guy's going to step up. Uh, I'm hoping Anderson will step up good. I mean, I mean, he is one of the guys that typically gets a lot of starts. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, MTSU is leading conference right now. They are, <laughs> yeah, they're two and a half games ahead of us, which is, which is wild. I mean, last year they were pretty much skidding the bottom, right? Yeah, they were. I have to check on that, but I'm pretty sure they were struggling. And now they've really just flipped everything around. I don't know where it, that came from either. It's so unpredictable. It, it, it really is. Um, and then, of course, right after the MTSU game, we've got Marshall on the third or the second. <laughs> My little uh, dyslexia kicked in there for a second. March 2nd, we've got Marshall, 7 p.m. at Marshall. And then we're going to be playing them on the 5th at home at 3 p.m. Um, that is a game that I'm kind of wondering about, too. Marshall always shows up for us. Even though they are really struggling this year at 4-11, and I'm just – I don't know how it's going to be on the road. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's always a tough game against them, but hopefully we can handle them. And we we've handled them when they, I think the season they won the conference tournament. I mean, we still beat them that year, so they're not as good as that this year, obviously. But at the same time, I mean, it's is still kind of a rivalry game. So, so we have to beat MTSU uh, in three days. So what? Saturday night, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me get my calendar. Uh, that'd be Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, um, and that's at MTSU. So, for those of you BG people, you can drive down there and you know support the tops. Um, MTSU has got 62 percent uh, BPI against us, uh, according to the intern at ESPN. I, I mean, I think Western has a good shot. I think I think 62 is a good number. Uh, for them, uh, but I think Western's got a shot. Um, trying to see here. Let me see. I'm trying to see who MTSU's got to finish out with, because I think if we beat um, on them, they've got Charlotte and Old Dominion, um, and those are going to be cakewalks. So they're going to walk right into conference play, uh, conference tournament with a really good spot. Um, I, I I think if Western well, let's see here. Hypothetically, Western loses to MTSU, beats Marshall both games. We're still going in in a good spot, right? Mm-hmm. I would say Hypothetically. so. Um, it's still good to beat middle just to get another game closer to them and also to try to get further away from everyone else just to solidify <laughs> that first round bye because this team really has to have that or else at this point. Yeah. Well, um, okay. If we lose, okay, so I'm looking at FAU because they're right behind us. They're a half a game behind us. Um, we lose to MTSU. That's going to drop us down one. Um, they've got Old Dominion, Charlotte, FIU, FIU. So they technically could pass us. Technically, yeah. Technically, they could pass us um, because, I mean, I don't see any reason they can't win out. FAU can't win out. Um I mean, and I'm I'm not saying we're not going to beat Marshall, but I'm thinking MTSU is going to be a pretty big challenge. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, so I, I think Western. I'll talk down about them, and we'll see how it turns out. How about that? That's usually what I do. <laughs> Once you give up all hope of them accomplishing anything, is when they succeed. So oh probably gonna lose out. It's, I feel like a Dolphins fan. It's awful. Yeah, you should try doing this for twenty years. It's fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, uh, I saw my family today and they were talking about, you know, uh, okay. So let me back up a little bit. I've got a, uh, app on my phone called retro bowl. It's an old, uh, football S game, uh, iOS, Android, you know, great game. Very addicting. I'm in year 22 of coaching green Bay. Cause I'm trying to wait to see if my quarterback, when my quarterback retires, I'm going to change teams. So, uh, I said something to my parents about that, and they were like, traitor. And I'm like, what? When I grew up, my parents were big Dallas Cowboys fans. Not like go to the games big fans, but they were they loved Dallas. Dallas in the mid-90s was big. I mean, you had Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin. You know, they were, you know, superstars. But in my defense... The last Super Bowl, if you want to watch a Super Bowl for the Cowboys, you have to turn on a VHS or VCR. So, I'm just saying. 
There's a reason I jumped ship. But anyway. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know if y'all can tell that I've been out too long because I am so scattered brained and I really didn't do a script tonight, so that helps. Uh, but anyway, so um, what are you thinking, Jared, as far as conference play? When we get into a conference tournament, what are we looking at? Um, I think that we still have a good shot. I think this team will go as far as Davion McKnight will take us at this point. He's been the one that's really stepped up and has basically led this team. I mean, he's been leading them in scoring, leading them in assists. I mean, he still gets a lot of rebounds. I mean, he's just so good around the rim, getting to the rim. And he's just been the most consistent player on the team, honestly. I mean, he's been, like, the shining star of the team. Uh, Sharp, obviously, is still really good. But, I mean, he fa- had a game where he fouled out. I think it was against Old Dominion. But, I mean, he still had, like, four blocks, eight rebounds, seven points, something like that. I mean, he was still doing a lot even before he fouled out. But, you can't really have him getting in foul trouble in the conference tournament or it would be bad. Um, obviously, yeah. with Hamilton being hurt, that'll factor into a lot of things. If he's able to go, then we should be okay. But depending on how healthy he is, too, that's another question. But I just don't want this team to crash and burn in the Conference USA final again because that'd be five years in a row, and I don't think the fan base could take us losing another conference championship game again, <laughs> especially to North Texas. <laughs> I agree 100% with that. Um, yeah, that was very disappointing last year. And, I mean, we've got to win one at some point, right? I mean, You would think. You've got to win them at some point because, you know, Western's got to, you know, push through and make it to the big dance. I mean, even with this good of a year, do you think, um, for instance, let's just play hypotheticals here. I know Stans has had a really good streak here, but – we go into conference play, we lose again, we don't make it to the final game. Is his seat warm? Oh, I mean, I think so. But, it, I mean, this team was able to turn around a little bit, but at the same point time, like, what does he have to show postseason-wise? I mean, we had the NIT Final Four with Justin Johnson. That was good. And then there was another NIT berth that we had where I think we won a game or two. But other than that, what – But, yeah – I mean, what have you done for me now? (laughs) The last time we went to an NCAA tournament was my freshman year of college, and I graduated college six years ago this year. So you can kind of put that into perspective of how long it's been. Yeah, that's very depressing. (laughs) At least I got to see them go to the big dance once in my college career. I thought it was going to be an every year thing, but sadly not. Tell Diddle hello. Um, yeah, he's vibing. He's, he probably sees a chipmunk outside. We have one that lives in the tree outside our kitchen. So <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. My voice is going. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your assessment on McKnight. I completely agree with that. But as far as stands goes, I'm wondering if, you know, if we don't even make it to the conference final, you know, we're not in the final game. I, I, I just – I think he'll be okay for another year. Um, but I just, I feel like when attendance dips is when they will start looking into looking for somebody else. Yeah. And the way I kind of see it, I mean, Todd Stewart already said when things were going really bad, uh, he said that he doesn't see a situation where Rick Stansberry is not the head coach starting next season. And I think that's because, I mean, Stansberry hasn't had a bad year since his very first year here when he kind of inherited everything that Harper left behind. 
and I think they didn't do very good in 2016. But everything else since then, I mean, they've gotten to 20 wins. We had a couple of postseason bursts just with the NFC. And this has, like, been the first real season where there's kind of been of a struggle. So the way I see it is that if – we kind of count this as like his mulligan year or the year where, oh, okay, he was kind of due for one down season. We'll see how he rebounds for this. So I think year seven for him is going to be the defining year or not. If this team crashes and burns and there's no postseason or if they get less than 20 wins or something like that, people are going to be super mad because it's been seven years. And there's already, a, I feel like, a big section of the fan base is kind of already tired of it. I mean, as the admin of the WKU basketball group, I have to read all of the posts. <laughs> so I see it. I see how people feel about it. And, I mean, I'm frustrated, too, with Stansberry. I would like for him to be successful. I mean, I've met him a couple of times. I mean, he's a great guy to be around. I mean, very fun to talk to. Um very humble guy but at the same time i mean if you look at the standard that wku has had in its 100 plus year history it's always been ncaa tournament i mean every coach has gone to it except for him which is insane to think about he's a former sec coach of the year and he hasn't even taken us to the big dance yet so yeah i mean i really hope that he can get it and get in and finally kind of throw the bucket of water on the burning seat underneath him but it's going to be hot and, until that actually happens. I don't envision a situation where the fan base is okay with not going to the NCAA tournament every year. They may be getting 20 wins and then losing the conference tournament. Like, that's not what our program is about. At least this wasn't what our program was about. Completely agree with that assessment. Um, my thing is, is I, I, I think an unrealistic goal is to go to the NCAA tournament every year as a Western fan. Yeah. Um, if you do, if we do have a stretch of five years and we go every year for five years, that's that's amazing. And that's something that you don't need to get used to. Um, but I think every two to three years is not a big leap. Yeah. I mean, do you? I mean, every two to three years, you know, to go to – the NCAA tournament, it should not be a leap, I don't feel like. I don't think that's no. unreasonable. I mean, it's been like that historically. I mean, if you go and look at all the different gaps of between NCAA tournament bids, I think the longest one was maybe like six or seven years, and that's what we're at now. So that kind of puts it into perspective of how frequently this team would go to the NCAA tournament, regardless of what conference we were in, whether it's OVC, Sunbelt. I mean, we haven't even gone since Conference USA, and I don't really think that speaks to the competition of Conference USA. It just kind of speaks to us having horrible luck, <laughs> like the Monte Bearden layup, and then absolutely falling apart against Old Dominion. And then, of course, like a pandemic happens and shuts down the conference tournament in 2020. So we don't, we don't even know how that year would have gone. We could have got it, had the curse broken that year, but there's no way we would ever know that because it was canceled. And, of course, North Texas. I mean, we were in a 20-point hole basically to start the game, but came back and then still ended up losing, which is ridiculous. Blows so, my mind, but yes. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but every tournament championship game that we've played under Stansberry has just been like a terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible game. And, horrible. It's and, horrible, horrible. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I feel like if we did get to the NCAA tournament, we would do good. It's just the fact of being in a conference championship game. This team cannot get over the hump. 
I mean, just like that NIT run we had when we went to the Final Four event. Like, we went on an yeah. unprecedented streak beating Boston College, beating USC, uh, beating, uh, I think, St. Mary's, too, in that one. There was a bunch of good teams that we beat to get to the Final Four of it. And we almost got to the championship game of the NIT, which would have been great. Yeah. But, I mean, we it's just the fact that we haven't. We've had this horrible luck of just missing out or shooting ice cold or being completely gassed to the point that they just kind of collapse and then the other team just squeaks by. Yeah, it, it's just really frustrating. And, I mean, it's it's becoming a theme with stands, and I hate to say it, but, you know, two, we have the one or two players that's the wild card. You know, are they going to be eligible? Um, people gripe about the defense he runs. Because yeah, either like just leaving this three point or that. leaving three point shooters wide open is a whole tenure here is annoying. Yes. Um, let's see, what else is Stan's big thing? Uh losing either the final game of conference tournament or you know, you know, getting close enough that you should have been in the conference tournament to as far as like being in the final game. Um what position <laughs> excuse me, what position were we in at the uh Conference USA uh, in 2020, because I think we should get a banner. We should get a banner number on it. Honestly, we were going to play UAB. I remember we were going to play UAB, but all the other tournaments were canceling. And, of course, Conference USA decided to as well. So, I mean, we still would have had to worry about North Texas. That was when we played them. Uh, right before the tournament, and uh, we could have won if uh, Hollingsworth made both of his free throws, and he didn't make both of them, so we lost. So that's how close we were to winning that one. And they were the regular season champion because of that game, North Texas was. (laughs) So it just shows how close we get. It's just we don't have enough to get it done, and I don't know how you fix that. I don't either. And honestly, I wouldn't know who Western would get, to tell you the truth. Like coaching was? if Yes. I mean, yes. if, if this is the thing that makes me so mad. If you want to be really triggered, go and look at this, because I've done it several times. Go and look at Western the last 10 years, and go and look at Murray State the last 10 years. It is infuriating. No. <laughs> I don't care that they're in the OVC, but they are nationally ranked right now, and I don't think they've lost a single conference game because they're a really, really, really good team this year. And then you look at us, and we're just kind of like, oh, uh, okay. But the thing was is that the reason Murray State has sustained success for like 10, 15 years is because they would go with all these up-and-coming assistant coaches that are really good. And they may stay for three, four, maybe five years and then go to another school. And then they would just have like this assistant coaching thing where they're getting all these good assistants coming in. And they would come, establish something really good, get players like John Morant in, who's an NBA All-Star, which is ridiculous, and all these other accolades, having like two 30-win seasons, which I don't even think Western's only had maybe one 30-win season in basketball. So, I mean, if you look at the history that Murray State has had in Kentucky and you look at our history, I mean, obviously we've had better recruits, but Murray State has had better players overall, in my opinion, because there's a big difference. I mean, Charles Bassey is about the best player we had. I mean, Hollingsworth was okay, especially his freshman year. I mean, he was okay towards the end. Of course, Justin Johnson, another good player. It still makes me so mad Justin Johnson never got to go to the NCAA tournament at Western because he worked so freaking hard. He was an absolute workhorse for this team. He put his heart and soul into every single game. He's a great guy, and he didn't even get to do that. But yet Murray State, I mean, they're consistently in the NCAA tournament. Like, they've gone probably like five or six times in the time that we haven't even gone once. 
<laughs> and I know that the conference level is different, obviously, but they still have Belmont to worry about. They still have Ray Harper and Jacksonville State to worry about. They have uh, still Eastern. I mean, they're still decent. And Moorhead State, they've been a lot better this year. So Austin P. I mean, when they had Terry Taylor, Bowling Green product, that was a person I wish we really could have had at Western. I mean, he's in the NBA right now playing for the Pacers, and he had a game as an undrafted free agent where he had 24 points and 12 rebounds. Good so, gosh. Yeah, I mean, how did, how did we just let him slip through the cracks? Either he was just – it was too close to home and he didn't want to go to Western – or Stansbury wanted some four-star recruit with a bunch of eligibility problems that probably didn't end up playing and missing out on some local guy. I mean, it makes me so mad. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're not wrong at all about that because, I mean, you just don't know. And especially with recruiting, you have no idea what's talked about. in you know. And even if he wasn't even offered, like, why was there no conversation, you know? When you have I'm, talent like that in your backyard, I feel like you have to give them the offer, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's almost political at some point, you know? It is. I mean, just like with George Fant, I mean, yeah, I think it was at Warren East or wherever it was he was at in Bowling Green and ended up playing basketball and then football for us. And now, I mean, he's probably one of the most well-known Bowling Green people out there right now. Oh, yeah, I completely being agree. A, being a star tackle for the New York Jets, which I really hope he gets a <laughs> to yeah, that's that's just really sad as far as that goes. Uh, he deserves better. Fant went to Warren Central. I knew it was one of the Warren something, Warren, Warren Directional <laughs> Schools. It was before and, South and, Warren. I knew it was either Warren East or Warren Central. I was going to say, in your defense, he graduated, let's see. 2009. Uh, I don't know. For the, let's see. Okay, I don't see it. Fant attended Warren Central High School. Where he lettered, blah blah blah. Well, okay, I think it was 2010, somewhere around there. I knew. It. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he. Um, as far as that goes, he yeah he majored in recreation. That's what his wiki page says. So nice. So cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, George Fant, Warren Central High School alum there, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. You got to offer the kid. Um, if the kid turns you down, that's one thing. But I imagine that there is a list of players that um, Stansberry is really regretting not, you know, jumping on. So, and he goes for all the Mister Kentucky basketballs. But I mean, there's still good talent in Bowling Green. At least I think so. Well, I do too. I think. Well, I mean, Bowling Green, Hopkinsville. There's actually, you know, a few different places that provide. The talent that uh, you know Western should have. Um, but yeah, looking at I mean, Terry Taylor right now, though, that was one I wish we really could have. <laughs> he would. He would have been phenomenal. Yeah, he had yeah. some games at Austin P where he's dropping like thirty to forty points a game. Good gosh, those are the ones that you just shake your head at, you know, because you're like, really, really, could we not get a little bit of luck there? Um, but anyway, uh, as far as basketball is concerned, I've uh, got MTSU. Uh, 26, which is Saturday night, 7 p.m. at MTSU. Uh, is a game televised? Let me check. It's on ESPN Plus, so definitely check that out. Uh, if you're in the area, definitely go support the tops. Uh, definitely need the upset to at least stay within, you know, striking distance of getting into first. I mean, two and a half games going into the last three is really cutting it close, but I think Western has a chance. Um, some quick news program-wise. 
Western has two young ladies, Lauren Matthews and Paige Briggs, have been selected to attend uh, the USA Volleyball's National Team Open program this weekend in Colorado Springs. Nice. So I don't know if that means they're going to maybe get on the team or if they're just kind of promoting stuff. So I don't know, but I mean, always a good accolade, something like that, doing something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like all-star level, basically. Um, let's see. Softball beat Simo uh, five four. Uh, baseball beat Western Illinois nine to six. Track track and field had their conference USA indoor. I have no idea how that ended up. <laughs> um, Old Dominion, Old Dominion, um, obviously Western beat them. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and uh, women's tennis beat North Alabama five two. Let's see here. So there's your baseball talk for our baseball fans out there. Women's lady toppers are sitting at two and a half games back as well. However, they're in fourth in Western in uh, Conference USA East. They are uh, behind Old Dominion, Middle Tennessee, and Charlotte. So let's see here. Yeah, that Maya uh, Meredith injury is going to absolutely cost this team. They were doing so good with her, and now they've kind of fallen off because of her getting hurt. Yeah, but at, well, of course, Western has MTSU on the twenty sixth at three p.m. Same as the guys, and then we got Marshall at home, and then we go to Marshall for the girls. Uh, same days, a uh, little bit different times there, but Western uh, Western is ju- is two games ahead of Marshall. So I mean, we technically could take Marshall as far as that goes. Anyway, so there's Lady Top Talk. Um, <clears throat> I am starting to lose my voice, so we'll uh, we'll cover a little bit more of this next week. Um, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry about that. I try not to cough on air, but just can't always hit that cough button in time. Uh, so anyway, Western's got MTSU, uh, ESPN Plus on the... Uh, 26 at 7 p.m. at MTSU. Uh, then on the second, we play uh, Marshall at Marshall at 7 p.m. on ESPNU. And then we've got Marshall again on the fifth. So we will be talking about all these games next week. I have uh, one last thing that we can do real quick. Yeah, you go right ahead, Jared. I don't know if you saw it, but I made a tier list of all of WKU's rivals. And I think it's pretty good. Let's I mean, hear it. There's been some debate on Twitter. It's already been shared like a lot. I figured it would be. But so you know, like the S tiers, A, B, C, T, all that. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm not I made I made basically one of those, except I mean I didn't do just letters. I did just like how close of rivals we are. So obviously the top tier is like the biggest rival. The bottom tier is like it doesn't really matter that much. Just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So top tier, basically the S tier. I put should file for bankruptcy. Take a wild guess. Middle Tennessee, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had them in their own tier because, especially with us not being in the MAC because of them being a poverty school and backing out at the last minute. So that's why I have them as should file for bankruptcy. I wish they would, but unfortunately, (laughs) here we are. All right, true rivals. I put four teams, and I want to see what you think. So I put Marshall. I put UAB. I put UAB. Okay. I put Louisiana Tech. And okay. I also put North Texas. What do you think? Um, definitely Marshall. 
Uh, UAB is getting there. <laughs> Low-key, we have always had kind of a history since Conference USA because when we first started in basketball especially, that was when the tournament was in Birmingham. And I remember us getting bounced because they called a 10-second violation on Chris Harrison Dogs to <laughs> when we had the ball and we could have won the game. And that still makes me so mad, <laughs> really mad. I agree with UAB and Law Tech. Uh, North Texas is one of those that I, you know, it's it's got to be two sided though. You know, the other team has to hate you too. Uh, they don't like us. I don't think. I mean, if no. we would actually beat them, maybe in a conference championship game, they would. But I mean, with the way that their fan base, especially, just continually roasting us all of the time after we would lose in dramatic fashion to them in some way, shape, or form, like it has been really infuriating. <laughs> oh, I agree. I'm not saying it's not, but you know, you have to steal from them too. That's kind of what makes the Marshall rivalry so nice. Yeah. When we rained on their parade, and when they were 24th in the nation or whatever, but we've played North Texas several years. The first year we played them, when I was there, when I was at Western, uh, we almost got in a fight at the end of the game uh, because we were up twenty-seven to three, twenty-seven to something, and they ended up beating us like twenty-eight, twenty-seven. So Man. it was a very close game. I don't remember if that was uh, it was within one score, but they ended up just basically thumping us the rest of the game. Um, but. I, 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 I will go along with it. I will, um, I, if I had to tier them, I would definitely put Marshall at, as a S tier and the others probably a tier, but go ahead. All right. That's fun. Uh, the next one is just kind of like in the middle. This is like the middle tier. I put have a history. I put Murray state. I put yeah. Belmont and I put Louisiana Lafayette because they will always be Louisiana Lafayette. And I also put Eastern Kentucky. Because, I mean, those aren't teams that we frequently play, but I feel like if we would play them, I mean, there'd be a little bit of bad, bad blood, especially with Murray and Eastern Kentucky. I mean, Belmont, at least in basketball, they've it obliterated us every single time we would play them. And, of course, Louisiana Lafayette, I mean, I still remember how heated the games were when we were in Sunbelt, like how hype it was uh, when we played them senior night. Uh, I think it was my sophomore year in basketball. That was a big game when they had Alfred Payton and uh, Sean Long. And that was a really, really close game. That was a really tough, tough, fun game. And, of course, yeah. like in football, that, that was the team we broke the streak against, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, we do have a history with all of those schools. So that's why I put them. Their, their football stadium is actually below sea level. Interesting. Um, it goes down into a bowl. And it's like literally they just dug out a bowl and put the football field in the middle, middle of it. Um. Let's see. Uh, Eastern, I agree. Murray, I agree. Belmont is kind of eh. Uh, and then um, Louisiana Lafayette, I could see that. I'll give you that one. That was also Belmont the game where they had – the Raging Cajuns were also the game where they had six men on the court and we lost, and that was when Tim McDonald <laughs> got fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that was that's awful, though. The six men, I mean – I can understand 12 men in football because sometimes you miss it, but six men on basketball. I mean, there's not that many. Come on, people. Um, Okay, let's hear the next tier. All right, next one, I put hate their fans more than the school. And I put (laughs) UTEP because used to, they used to be pretty loud and obnoxious back when they were good, but sadly it's been a few years. Uh, Second, I put Southern Miss, which if you remember the conference championship game, the first one we were in at 15. 
the, their fans were so freaking mad at us because mm-hmm. of all this stuff at the end of the game. And they were just about hurt, long story short. I mean, football-wise, obviously. So yes, yes, scary. yes. Third, I put Kentucky because all of us hate Kentucky fans for the most part, especially the yes. ones. And the fourth one, I put UTSA because I think it was Jake or somebody tried to cold take uh, – one of the UTSA fans before a game. Or no, no, Matt put us beating UTSA for the conference title game with like a huge score. And it was like a lot of them quote tweeting that and be like, are you sure about that? <laughs> after the game. Like they were absolutely destroying our mentions. So I had to put UTSA. Yes. I completely agree with UTSA. No doubt. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with most of those. Um, Where do you stand with the Kentucky fans, though? Do you hate the fans more than UK themselves? Okay. Um, as far as Kentucky fans are concerned, Kentucky fans... Um, now, you've got people who have probably never watched the game in like five years, and you'll be you'll say something to them, oh, yeah, I'm a Kentucky fan. And you're like, are you? Like, no, you're you're not really. You just say I'm talking about, like, the people you would actually see at the game because I have experiences. Yes, those people are different. Those people... <coughs> excuse me. Those people are... Now, the older ones are the ones that are, like... They're, they're going to sit there and watch the game and just kind of, like, meh. But the younger ones are the ones that you're just like, ugh. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. Kentucky fans can be like that. Um... Louisville fans aren't too bad. I'll, you know, as far as around the state goes, um, you know, but I think every team has the obnoxious fan, though. Yeah, and I think it's Kentucky more than Louisville, at least towards Western. Yes, yes, I agree. Maybe not this year, since we beat Louisville, but <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's been a while since I've gotten into it with Southern Miss Twitter because they're so irrelevant now and they're leaving Conference USA. But when I posted this, they still quote tweeted it. One of the Southern Miss accounts said, we still hate you too. So, I mean, there is still some bad blood. So that's <laughs> I, I <laughs> so, like that. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to miss them then. Yeah. And then the very bottom tier is like the mildest, at least to me. Like I put just don't like them. I put Louisville. I put FAU. I put Charlotte. And uh, Sam Gormley's request, I put Wisconsin because Dave, uh, Brad yes. and that whole incident. Like, we just don't like Wisconsin. Yes, completely agree with that. Because, I mean, I wanted to put Louisville higher, but, I mean, we don't have that much of a history with them. Um, I mean, we beat them in 2008. We beat them this year, which was awesome. Um, but... I mean, they don't really care that much about Western. No, they're, they they're, don't. They're nice enough to come play us in Diddle Arena. So, I mean, I can't hate them that much because of that. No, yeah, I completely agree. As far as the program goes, I just wish Louisville's program could get away from the dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be If they could, fun. then it would be a lot more fun. Yeah. I mean, of course, like FAU, I put them too because, I mean, when Lane Kiffin was there, uh, of course – yeah, I mean, and Taggart's there now, so I mean, there's we've always kind of had a disdain for FAU, but at the same time, not like rival level. No, yeah, completely agree. I mean, Charlotte. I mean, whenever we lose to Charlotte, I always get so mad just because I feel like they're one of the bottom tier schools always. So whenever we lose to them, I'm just like, they should not be winning. <laughs> completely agree. Like a lot of people thought that we should have, uh, shoot, yeah, Old Dominion. I did forget about Old Dominion. But at the same time, I mean, it's not like I'm ever 
Well, like I mean, we don't really have that much of a rivalry with them. No, but we did have that really bad game against them too. Yeah, there was where it was like no time on the clock, and they ended up kicking the field goal or whatever to win it. And yeah, that game was awful, and that's the only reason I think of them. Yeah, and then also uh, with Wisconsin, yeah, I mean the Brad Davidson flopping and all of that, and then we did beat them in Diddle Arena, um, so that was really fun. Yeah, well, as far as the flop goes and beating them, yeah. But, yeah, completely agree. I I like the list so far. It sounds good. I mean, I could have put Old Dominion on there. I mean, we beat them when they were top 25, our first year conference USA and Diddle Arena. And, I mean, that was fun, but I never really felt much of, like, a rivalry against them. I mean, them and FAU, I feel kind of the same towards. I mean, we're not particularly, like, rivals by any means. But No, yeah. Yeah, there's no, no, like, definite – you know, hatred going on like there is between us and Marshall or us and uh, MTSU for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that was the list I had. Was there anybody I left off that you thought that should be on there? Or do you think that kind of covered the bases? I think it covered all the bases. Um, you got Eastern, you got Murray, uh, UK. I mean, yeah, Marshall, MTSU. I definitely think you got most of them. I'm trying to think, but I don't, I don't, I think you got everybody. Um, it took me a minute to think of it. Well, I mean, even with the ODU thing, I mean, that's that's like a fringe thing. And Charlotte, I agree with Charlotte because uh, was it the last year of Sanford or one of the Helton years that we got beat by? No, it was. Oh, it we was got obliterated by them. I remember it was the Caveras Thomas game, and it, it made me so yes. sad because he had like two rushing touchdowns where he just literally just bulldozed everyone. And that was the one time where he actually got to play some, and that was when we got like in- destroyed by them. So I felt really bad. <laughs> and then he transferred like the year after the was it that yeah. year, the next year, or the year after that. I can't remember. I don't either. But best of luck to him. Love that guy. But yeah, he's doing pretty good on Twitter. Everybody's been arguing about it. That's kind of what I wanted, anyways. <laughs> Hey, that's good. Hey. Sometimes you just got to stir this pot. I mean, especially once the off season is here, that's all I'm going to be doing. So prepare yourself. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. I can't wait. Um, like I said, Western plays MTSU two twenty six. That's Saturday, seven p.m. Uh, Marshall on the second on ESPNU, and then we got Marshall again on the fifth at three p.m. We will be recapping a lot of those games, and I think we'll be previewing the final Marshall game, and we'll be talking Conference USA tournament. Uh, next week uh, so check it out uh, we appreciate you all listening this long uh, if you have made it this long please uh, share the show uh, we appreciate it um, but as always guys go tops go tops